Romans chapter 8 from verse 15 through to 17. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Romans chapter 8, 15 to 17. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Galatians chapter 4, 4 to 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. And that is from the NIV. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. You are God's adopted child. You are God's adopted son. You are God's adopted daughter. As Christians, we are children of God. But one biblical fact that I want to emphasize that sometimes we neglect is that actually we are adopted children of God. God has one begotten son. But when God the Father wanted brothers and sisters for his only begotten son, then he had to go into adoption. And so he adopted us. And that is why we are the adopted children of God. Uh, somehow, some people don't seem too comfortable to be adopted children. They prefer being biological. But I have always maintained that. The position of the adopted child is very special. And the reason why it is special is that the biological comes as a result 
of the union of the father and the mother. And so they have little or, if you like, no control as to who will come. And so sometimes the woman is pregnant, is expecting all right, but they don't know whether the child will take after the father or the mother, whether it will be dark or light-skinned. Maybe they will be guessing whether it is a boy or it is a girl. The only time they know all those details is when the child has been born. And then the doctor or the midwife announces that it is a boy, it is a girl. And then you see that child for the first time. And once you see the child, you take the child as your child. That one you have no decision, you have no option because he or she has come naturally. But when it comes to adoption, then the person will have to go to maybe an orphanage or a children's home or whatever. Or sometimes through some family relations. And then the father and the mother or the parents or the would-be parents now have a choice. So they go, they discuss that we want to adopt a child. And then when they go, they have options of several babies. Uh, those who are fat, those who are thin, those who are dark in complexion, those who are fair. And so at that moment, you realize that if it's an orphanage home where there are about 500 children and they want to adopt one, all the 500 may qualify to be adopted. But because they are not adopting 500, they look through and look through and look through. Maybe from bottom, maybe they line them up and say, oh, this one is a bit too fat. We don't want that. This one too is a bit too skinny. We don't want that. Our color is dark, and so we may prefer dark so that people wouldn't know the difference. And so there are a lot of calculations. There are a lot of choices. And then finally, they land their finger or hand on one person and say that this is the one we want to adopt. That person is special. Because he or she has been chosen among a lot. And so when God was passing around in this world of about 8 billion people, and he wanted to adopt children so that he can take us to our home in heaven, he decided to look. And when he looked around, looked around, he went to the USA, adopted some there, went to the UK, adopted some there, came to Ghana, and then as he looked through, and he looked through, from the north to the south, all of us, over 25 million people in Ghana, we had equal chances. But when he started pointing, his finger pointed at me. He pointed at you. And so you have become an adopted child of God, which means that God had made a calculated decision or attempt to find you and myself. And Ezekiel put it this way. When you read Ezekiel chapter 16, Ezekiel chapter 16, the book of Ezekiel chapter 16, this is what God was explaining to the prophet, how he chose us. And then he said that, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, confront Jerusalem with a detestable practices and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says to Jerusalem, your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites, your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite, which means that you did not qualify to come into my abode. But then on the day you were born, 
Your coat was not even cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with salt or wrapped in cloths. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field, for on the day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood. And as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, live. I made you grow like a plant of the field. You grew up and developed and became the most beautiful of jewels. Your breasts were formed and your hair grew. You who were naked and bare. Later I passed by. So God keeps going and coming and looking at us and watching us. And making sure that we become so beautiful and glorious. Like his one and only begotten son. So he said later I passed by. And when I looked at you. And saw that you were old enough for love. I spread a corner of my garment over you. And covered your nakedness. I gave you my solemn oath. And entered into a covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord. And you became mine. Hallelujah. And when we became his, he did not leave us like that. Though. He said, I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ointments on you. I clothed you with an embroidered dress and put leather sandals on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arms and a necklace around your neck. Verse 12 says, And I put a ring on your nose, earrings on your ears, and a beautiful crown on your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen and costly fabric and embroidered cloth. Your food was fine flour, honey and olive oil. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen. And your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty, because the splendor I had given you made your beauty perfect, declares the sovereign Lord. Hallelujah. And so this is how far God has brought us. He loved us. When he passed us by, he saw us and then loved us. He called my name, he called your name, he identified you. And he wanted you to come and become a member in the family of God. And so adoption is no easy task. It calls for a lot of work. And when the adoption is done, it takes away any slavery, any fear, anything. And the position and the situation of that person changes. Moses, for instance, was adopted. And he became a prince of Egypt. Esther was adopted. And she became the queen of Persia and Media. And in fact, somebody, one writer says that adoption is a greater mercy than Adam had in paradise. Adoption is a greater mercy than Adam had in paradise. Because at that time, he was only one. And God put him in the garden. But now God has a lot of people on earth who are his creation. But thanks be to God. That he has chosen us. So what I want us to discuss today is knowing who you are. Do you know who you are? When we talk about adoption, and let me give you the answer quickly so that we can move on. I am God's adopted child. And you are God's adopted child. 
And when we talk about adoption, it is the act of taking another person's child legally into your family to raise that child as your own child. Theologically, adoption is a family idea. And it is God's idea. Where through love, God decides to become our father. When we were born, the Bible says that all have sinned. And we have run short of the glory of God. And so our sin separated us from the father, our original father. And so John says that, how great is the love of the father. So when God saw us, he wanted us to come back to him. But the only reason, the only way we could become his children was for him to adopt us. So how did we become adopted children? Number one, God planned it long ago to adopt us in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, we'll read from verse 4 through to 6. Ephesians chapter 1, 4 to 6. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he lives. And so scripture says that when God created the universe, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and then he made man and a woman. He knew that the man and the woman will leave home. And then they will refuse him as their father. Because they will disobey him. And so right at that time, during creation, then he predestined that a time will come in the year 2020. Where somebody called Daniel, Kwame Walker, will become my adopted child. God had predestined a long time ago, including yourself. And that is what the Bible says. And why did he do it? He said, according to his own pleasure, according to his own will. Psalm 139, 13 to 16 says, For you created my inmost being, Psalm 139. You knit me together, from verse 13. In my mother's womb, I praise you. Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your words are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So right from creation, God knew me. Before I was formed in my mother's womb, God knew me. Before you were formed, he knew you. And he said that he decided to pen down whatever will happen to you in this life. And whilst he was writing your diary, he knew that in the year 2020, you will face COVID-19. And when that comes, you will lose your job. But he has a diary about you. He had planned a long time ago. He knew and he penned them down in his diary that a time will come when you will lose even a dear one, a darling one, 
He knew about this. He knew that a time will come when you'll be disappointed big time. He knew about this. That a time will come when maybe your marriage will be delayed. He knew all about this. Difficult days will come. But he had planned that long, long time ago. And as he was planning, because he's a loving father, he also had a solution and how he's going to take you out of it. And so know and believe that you adopted child of God. He said he has written it in a book before the ages, before you were even formed in your mother's womb. And so Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says that, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works. My life may not be going the way I plan it, but I'm sure it is going the way God planned it. And if you allow the Lord God, who said that we are God's workmanship, and he has created us in Christ Jesus. So the first time he created us, and then the second one, he has created us in Christ Jesus. And because of that, we have become children of God. Let me quickly go through the legality of our adoption. Galatians chapter 4, 4 to 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And so when God got ready to adopt us, he needed to do something. And so he waited for the fullness of time to come until you will be in a position to receive him. And then he said that he sent forth his son. So it was God who brought his son. And the purpose of him coming was that he was going to adopt us. How was he going to do that? God himself had to become man. He needed to sign a legal document for my adoption. And so he was born under the law. He was born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Because legally, we are children of the devil. And that is why one time Jesus told the Jews that you are the children of your father, the devil. And so he had to legally sign a document. And that is why scripture says that whilst he hung on the cross, he made a public spectacle of them all, principalities. And the things that united us as children of the devil, he broke that. And legally, he adopted us so that we are no longer slaves, but children of the Most High God. Amen. And so we have become adopted children. So as adopted children, what are our benefits? What are our benefits? Benefits of our adoption. Romans chapter 8, 15 to 17, the first one that we read. For you did not receive of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry Abba, Father. And so point number one, the spirit of adoption delivers us from the spirit of bondage. And he said he does that so that we are no longer controlled by fear, so that we will be able to deal with fear. And that is what adoption does for us as children of God. And so he said, humanity, we 
live in fear. Fear of the future. Fear that we will lose some job, some money. Fear of disease. Fear of death. Fear of unemployment. Fear of rejection. And all kinds of fears, disappointment that we go through. But God is saying that he has adopted us. And he has given us the spirit of adoption. So that we are no longer under the spirit of bondage. Which causes us to fear. And so if you're a Christian, if you're a child of God, you should know who you are. If you know who you are, you will never be afraid. Let the worst come. Let things get destroyed. Let even lose a loved one. Let the worst happen. Because you are an adopted child, the spirit of adoption in you has broken the spirit of bondage. And so you are free. You are no longer a slave, a slave to the devil, because your father God has adopted you as his own child. Number two, the spirit of adoption gives us access into the father's presence. And so he said that so that we can say, Abba, Father. But you have received the spirit of adoption as son, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And so because of that accessibility, we are able to go to the Father at any time. When we are ready, all what we have to say, Father, I am here. And so it is not only Jesus who is the beloved of God, but I have also become the beloved adopted child of God. And so anytime, any day, we have access. Like a child on earth who will get ready to go to the father's room or the mother's room or wants to tell the father or mother anything. He just gets up and goes because he knows that he or she is going to the father. I want you to understand who you are and for you to know that you are the adopted child of God. And as the adopted child of God, you have direct access to him that you don't have to go through any prophet, any apostle, any bishop, or any other person. God has made you his own adopted child. So why worry when you have a loving father? Why cry when you have a darling father? Why are you anxious when you know that the most high king is your own father? May God help us to understand these things. Amen. Point number three. The spirit of adoption gives us the right to the name of Christ. When a child is adopted, another thing that happens is that the adopted parents put their name on the adopted child. So if that adopted child was formerly Kwasimenu, when he is adopted by a Walker family, that person becomes Kwasi Walker because... He has been adopted. Similarly, when we were adopted by God, God allowed us to share the name of his dear son, Jesus Christ. And so now my family name, my true, true family name is Christ. And so I'm Daniel Autry Walker Christ. And that is why he has translated me. I was born a Ghanaian, but now I am called a Christian. 
And so I have moved away from Ghanaian, which will remain right here on earth, but my eternal nationality is a Christian. And so I am a Christian. And that is why Christ is now my family name. And so put your name there. You are Abigail Aqua Christ. <laughs> put your name there. And so when you are called a Christian, it means that Christ has allowed you to use his name. And that is why the Bible says when you mention the name of Christ, you mention the name of Jesus, every knee on earth shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. When you mention that name, every knee bows. The knee of the demons bow. The knee of the witches bow. The knee of the devil bows. The knee of poverty bows. The knee of disease will have to bow. The knee of anxiety will have to bow. The knee of fear will have to bow. Because you are a Christian, and because you are a Christian, you have that national identity. When you receive that national identity, your system and your very nature has been translated to be like God. So when demons and devils seize you, they know that you no longer belong to their side, but now you have become the adopted child of God. And so Peter puts it in 1 Peter chapter 2, from 9 to verse 10, that, but you are a chosen generation, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, once you were not a nation, once you didn't belong to God, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. And that is why John said, Yet to all who receive him, he gives the power to become the children of God. Finally, when you receive the spirit of adoption, the spirit of adoption gives you the right to inheritance. It gives you the right to inheritance. So Romans chapter 8, that we read, verse 17. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. So you have, you have become heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. And so you have an inheritance. You have the right to good health. You have the right to love. You have the right to peace. You have the right to joy. You have the right to mercy. You have the right to the graciousness of God. And you have the right to prosperity. You have the right to a good job. And you have the right to a believing godly husband and a godly wife. You have a right to God-fearing children. And you have a right because you have become a child of God. For he says that we have become heirs and heirs of God. And if heirs of God, then we are fellow heirs with Christ. Which means that when Christ is seated, we are seated together with Christ. We share that same inheritance with Christ. And God says that he has placed everything 
under the feet of his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if God has placed everything that he had made, that he had created, under the feet of Jesus, and I have become an heir of Christ, a fellow heir with Christ, it means that I reign with Christ. I rule with Christ. I am with Christ. And so you may see me walking down here on earth. My home actually is up there. And that is who I am. A child of the Most High King. An adopted child of God. That is what God has made us. And so brother, sister, I have come to encourage you. And to remind you of the fact that it doesn't matter what we are going through at this time. One thing is sure. And the surest thing is that we have become God's adopted children. And he did that 2,000 years ago. And he legally signed the adoption document. And he signed it with his precious blood. And so the cost that he paid for my adoption, it is more than any human adoption can cost. Because of that, God will not sit down. God will not look on so that I suffer unnecessarily. God will not sit down so that my life becomes a shamble, becomes something that he cannot write home about. If anything is happening in my life, as an adopted child of God, I know I have a loving father. And he had intentionally and specifically and rightly calculated everything about me. And he knows that the end result is going to be good. So let us look at the end result and know that once God has adopted us, we have a final destination, which we will talk about later. But one thing is certain, that as I walk down here, I may be walking here in Ghana, in Accra, on earth here, but actually, I do not belong here. For I am an adopted child of God. And so you are. Live in that adoption and believe that you are God's and no other person. Anything that's going around you, God is still God. And you have God as your father. May God be with us and cause us to understand that he has adopted us in Christ Jesus and he has signed the legal document with his precious blood. And therefore, he will see you to the end. May God see you to the end. May he take you to the end. May he take you through it all. Whatever happens, may you believe and trust that you have been adopted of God. And so, Father, I want to thank you for who you have made us. We were nobodies, but you called us and made us somebodies. We appreciate this, O oh God. Lord, we know who you have made us, children of the Most High God. And so we walk in your favor and in your grace. We walk in miracles. Father, even as we have reminded ourselves of the fact that we are your adopted children, as we sit before you, as children, O oh God, give us what we need. As a father, you know our needs. I commit your children into your hands. Visit them, O oh God, 
and attend to their need because you are a loving father. John says that you lavish your love on us. Lord, lavish your love on us and supply every need. Our children, we come with open arms. Sometimes we don't even know what to ask. But you as a father, you know our needs. Supply. 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 Whether it is healing, supply. Whether it is family affairs, supply. Whether it is financial, supply. Father, supply. Whether it is childbearing, Father, supply. Whatever the situation is, oh God, supply. For you are our Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.